Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 106.3 on the FM dial is... We take you up until noon. Uh, BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this here today. Boy, I sound pumped up, Arna. Must be getting out of here. Look at you. <laughs> Vegas, here hours away. Here I come. Scott Dockerman, bottom of the hour. Uh, he will join us. He's uh, got a couple of really good pieces, in-depth pieces at The Athletic. We will talk about that with Doc. See the picture of uh, him and his mom. Mothers are just him and his mom sitting, smoking cigarettes, drinking butt ice at the bar back in, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s. Anyway. It sounds like the late 80s, early 90s there, drinking <laughs> butt a butt ice. ice. Oh, yeah. Get a little extra alcohol content. Is in that, that right? Yes. I'm trying to think if I partook in the butt ice era. So we would get, what was the ice beer? It was something in kegs that was super cheap. It was like yeah. 35 bucks a keg. Keystone ice, maybe? Okay, that makes sense. Yep, yep. And instead of the 4.1%, it was 4.5%. And it just was skunky High piss test. water. Well, it, a... But it was out of a keg, yeah. and you're 20 years old, and right. you're just having a great time. Uh, that, that's Ice good beer. stuff. I remember when I, uh, the craze that I caught first, I was still in Canada, and couldn't wait to get to the States to try MGD. Oh, yeah, Miller, Miller Genuine, Genuine Draft. Yes. Oh, my gosh, is this ever going to be good? <laughs> I don't remember if I liked it or not. I yeah. just remember that craze. And uh, advertising works, apparently. At least yes, it did it on me. My, my uncle still drinks Mick Golden Light, but he's in Minnesota. Yeah, and that's yeah. like the only place you see it often, is that Mick Golden Light is up there. I don't understand it. The, Ush with Bush Light here in, in this state. It's another one. You go anywhere else. Right. It's just another one of right. the... Here you weeping. can't keep it in stock. Right. It's it's unbelievable. In Minneapolis and Minnesota, it's Mick Golden right. everywhere. It's on tap all over the place. Well, speaking of that, I can't I haven't had a Stella on tap since oh, January yeah. of two thousand and well, I guess it was twenty, but still it's a long time ago. That changes in a matter of hours. Anyways, I'm going to the hockey game tonight. By yes, the way. you are. I'm going to I don't have the NHL package, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try to dip in to one of those illegal it. streams. Yeah. Right? Is it? A, no. I looked at NHL Network. I didn't think it was on. I remember looking last week when you said you were going. Yeah. I'm going to find a way though, and I'm going to see if I can find you. Well, it's, it's the, the the hoops you got to jump through to to get into the building in the first place. There's yeah. an app out that I had to download, and thank God my sister in law is in town, or I'd have been in really deep water. Um, downloading apps and passwords, right? Yes. It's called Clear. Okay. Which apparently is a um, becoming, I don't know uh, if it's part of a TSA pre-screen, but apparently she uses this clear app. She travels a lot to get through lines of security at airports, especially LAX where she lives. Oh, uh, she just lives you know close to LAX, um, and she. But this, I so I had to take a picture of the front and back of my driver's license. Mm-hmm. Then I had to hold the phone phone up in front of my face right after that. While they took a digital view of my face. Mm-hmm. And now I have to answer a couple of COVID questions before getting into the rink tonight. Wow. Where you're totally masked. I mean, mm-hmm. masks are mandatory. There are ballparks, but that's not going real well if you watch any baseball this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm not passing judgment. Look, you're outside. I'm 
you do what you want as long as you're within the rules that they set. But certainly seems like it's a little over the top being outside with masks. That's just me. You do you. Um, but anyways, those are the hoops I got to jump through to watch the game tonight. And they're selling tickets in pods, you know. So we've got um, you know a three pack. Uh, kind of by ourselves a little bit, and I don't know what the capacity will be. Like percentage, twenty five percent of the building full. Okay, so well, you're looking about four thousand something yeah, like that, probably. It's a pretty big building, so yeah. yeah, somewhere around there, right in that range. So my question is, do you also in this app do you upload your that you've been fully vaccinated? Is I, that a part of it? I don't think so. Okay, now I haven't done today's questionnaire because on the day of the game I have to go through, so I didn't. I guess I could do it now, but mm-hmm. I don't want to people any more than we already are um a good question yeah good question you would think that would be a part Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe we'll get to that point where you know here is my app that shows that i have Mm -hmm. taken the vaccine and now you're not you don't have to wear a mask at a baseball game yeah that's outdoors you know those absolutely well look at uh, watching them uh i watched a lot of houston and the blue jays this weekend and they've got a lot of people in the ballpark Mm -hmm. atlanta had a good crowd in the ballpark last night saw that um, wasn't much of a game last night. Good no. God, it was a terrible game. Uh, there was a lot of bad baseball. A lot of, um, uh, not maybe bad baseball, depends what team you're on. But uh, we, we'll recap that. You know, let, let's start there, Trent, because i got to say this. And it became very apparent. Well, first of all, let's go to Saturday. When, when I heard the broadcasting team for the Cubs, I think, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. I don't like Beth Moans doing football. Mm-hmm. Said it many times. Yep. This isn't a woman thing. You folks hate Joe Buck. Why can't I? You know what I mean? Yes. Beth Moens was phenomenal. Beth Moens and JD were... I, I would listen to 162 games called by that duo. Really? I like Beth Moens better than I like Boog Shambi doing the Cubs. Honest to God. Wow. I thought it was... Their chemistry was first rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she knows the game of football. I'm not... It's just, for whatever reason, it's nails on a chalkboard doing a football game. Arr, the, the, you know, the... The pirate. The pirate. They were really good. I can't wait for her, and she's going to be doing more games. Mm-hmm. She was. It was great. It was a really good listen, and um, I didn't expect that to be the case. It's, it's it's her voice. It's certainly not her knowledge of sports by any means. Um, it's it's and as many people said, it feels like I'm watching Purdue Illinois at eleven o'clock on a Saturday morning, right, right? in November uh, when those two teams are out of it. But it was a good listen. She's really really good. Baseball is her strong suit. Well, maybe it's not, but the, of the games I've heard her call, mm-hmm. that was outstanding. That's really, really good. I, I'm definitely going to. You t- should. I didn't see anything on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a chance to see it at all. So that will be something that I'll put in there. And you know, a lot of times for play-by-play announcers, it's pacing. Right. It's pacing as it pertains to the game. Yeah. You know, play-by-play can be difficult. Play-by-play, you're different at different things. Look, I know soccer, not my strong suit. Right. Wrestling is difficult. Compared to some of the other sports that I do, there are things that you're better at. Gary Dolphin, I think, is excellent at football. Basketball, though, goes a little mm-hmm. too fast for him. Mm-hmm. And it's, maybe that's an age thing, too. But right. I heard Dolph when he was younger, too. Basketball is a little too quick sometimes. <laughs> right. And that's okay. Same thing. That very well could be the case here. Beth, just a slower game. A little bit slowed down. Yep. You can get your points out. You don't have to be as quick. That can be an important Trent, thing. Trent, it was the first game they'd worked together. They had phenomenal chemistry. Which is tough to do. Tremendous chemistry. Better chemistry in one game than I think Shambi and Deshays have had all season long as they get, try to get uh, you know develop that. Mm-hmm. Good listen. Anyways, Cubs, uh, what did they took? Two or three, I think. Yep. Remember when the Royals used to be good? Eight in a row Ooh. the wrong way. We can cross them off. 
man, <laughs> after one week, it seems pretty harsh, but Trent, they have a pulse. They couldn't, they could, I mean, they couldn't even get, score a run till when? Like Saturday, they finally scored a run for the first time, and I don't know how many innings it been, but man, oh man. We're starting to see, I think, some of the cream rise to the top. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are playing well. I yes, hate to are. say it, the Yankees and the the Yankees are starting to look like the Yankees. White Sox have now taken over the lead in the Central after they sweep the Cubs. Your Twins they got rained out yesterday. Thank I God. think they're the. <laughs> I, I seriously, it was Mother's Day, mm-hmm. dealing with my wife coming off surgery, and it just I had a lot to do. Yeah, and I just didn't even want it to be a distraction to to put me in a bad mood. And I flipped it on at twelve o'clock. Yeah, and I see got Dick, the good news. Dick Bremer, come on and say. Not only are we dealing with a rainstorm, it is over. We are moving this. It'll be played in July. Right at that time, I said, good. I don't have to worry about it. My wife won't give me that eye at any point during the day, and this team will not put me it's in It's my bed. day. Yes. <laughs> well, my wife's day, but yes. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 That's. I was happy about that. This team, they just are so frustrated. And, and thank goodness we only had two games that I even had to worry about this weekend. Yeah, I think they might be as, as disappointing a team as there is in all of baseball. Oh, yeah. Quite I don't honestly. think there's any doubt. I mean, th- this was at minimum, I think, a team that everybody anticipated would. If they don't win the division, mm-hmm. they'll be in the wild card. Right, race. right. They're not close. And it's no. it's almost all bullpen. And then you go basically consecutive. Arise goes down. Buxton goes down. Every time they take one step forward, it's two steps back. Mm-hmm. That's what this team has been. Buxton, player of the, player of the year, yeah, or we, a month, month in April. Rather, yeah. And what happens? Eh, he's out three, yep. four, maybe longer. Yep. Uh, it was a, he was running to first base, was he not, when he pulled up after he touched the bag anyways? Uh, to the National League, and look at those St. Louis Cardinals. Now, yeah. they had the right team in town in Colorado, but you know what? When you've got a team that's as bad as the Rockies are, Take care of business, mm-hmm. and they did. Good teams do. Uh, they don't let up. The uh, Cardinals, uh, another good weekend as they swept Colorado. Uh, as they start to put – it's early. I mean, as far as uh, – it's not early anymore, but the, they've only up a couple of games on the Brewers, but the Cardinals find themselves in first place, and still one of the bigger stories of the uh, of the past couple of weeks has been the unbeatable – Los Angeles Dodgers, who are now, what, uh, two and eight in their last ten, third place in that division. My gosh, what is going on out west? And I watched a lot of that Angels-Dodgers series because, hey, we put it apart of Claxons. I was looking forward to watching it because mm-hmm. I like watching Trout and Otani and uh, the Dodgers. And, man, oh, man, boy, they, they, their bats woke up on Saturday night, but a 2-1 game yesterday. So uh, that's kind of the baseball in a nutshell from the weekend. Did we miss anything? Well, DeGrom going down again, which yeah. was awful news. Uh, just throwing, you know, he's up there throwing BBs over 100 miles an hour, uh, as he does, and uh, felt some uh, something uncomfortable. MRI today and Mets fans, and I think baseball fans are maybe not um, sitting as, as far on the edge of their seat as Mets fans are, but I want to see this guy. I mean, this is better. He's, he's, it's good for baseball when the best of their sport are participating, and he's clearly that. The uh, report from this morning about DeGrom is everything appears to be okay. Oh, it's, oh, it's already been done. Yeah, not not as concerning as they initially well, that's thought. Good. Um, in fact, might not even have to go on the IL. They might just push oh. back his start a little bit. Yeah. But it looks like, at least initially, that is a report there. That That's what you hope for more than anything. Right. It is because he is so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He is one of those guys that you tune into every single time. He is that talented and that good. You mentioned uh, the Dodgers. 
How about Trevor Bauer? Just Jeez. how upset he was. He was pissed off. I was watching it at the time, Trent, and he stood on the on the on the dugout step right beside Roberts when Roberts had made it clear he's coming out. Mm-hmm. And he and he sat. Now you couldn't tell because the camera was behind Bauer's was at his back, and Roberts was on step and, uh, above him. And I don't know if there was talking going back and forth. Roberts never turned around until the very end when he took his card. Because, he, you know, normally when you come off the field, your teammates are waiting to give you a high five mm-hmm. when your workday is done. And he tried like hell to get back out there. And he'd thrown, what, 110 what pitches at that point? Wow. Yeah, the pitch count was getting up. But um, it was almost like the – was I watching the Angels feed or the Dodger feed? I think the Angels they were they were anticipating a blow up between pitcher and manager mm-hmm. because he wanted to go back in the game. You can't fault him for that. But you know what? Good for, uh, Roberts did the right thing. Five straight series now they've lost. Are you kidding me? Five straight series. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. They've had some injuries, but come on. No, no. This team. Yeah, that offense. Thought that pitching. Regardless, they they've got they've got uh, an embarrassment of riches over there. Do, do do you like the pink bats on Mother's Day? Yeah, and the pink uh, the equipment for the catchers. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fine. I mean, I it's, it's not a new, it's nothing new, right? They've right. done it before. Now, did was that always Mother's Day? Was it breast cancer? Was it always combined? It might have been two things. Yeah, it might have been at the same time. But I think, I wonder if initially it was like breast cancer awareness and then it morphed into Mother's mm-hmm. Day or it was vice versa. Because it feels like that was maybe first. But regardless, it just I get a kick out yeah, of it. Yeah, the the, uh, the the logo on the on the hats mm-hmm. uh, they're they're all pink. Yeah, good for Major League Baseball. It's um it, it was it was you know good obviously a very worthwhile cause and bringing awareness to what could go wrong. So this week we get Cardinals Brewers starting tomorrow. Good, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. You're going to be firing at that when you're I out will in Vegas. Be, uh, yeah, probably. That's what I plan on doing a lot of. I'm going to go visit Circa. Can't wait to yeah. go see Circa. That's the new one for people that yep. have missed it, that uh, it looks immaculate for yeah. a sports book. You can sit in the pool and you watch a huge TV that they have there. Not just a huge TV. It is. It's massive. It, it's like a drive-in movie theater from it, back in the it day. It really is. Yeah. And like you say, that's, that's the pool. That's the one out by the pool. You can sit and, I don't know, I'm sure you can rent cabanas. Every, mm-hmm. every property has them. And um but I want to check that out. I want to see it. I want to see indoors. I want to see outdoors. I just like going to downtown Las Vegas. You know, you get to the Strip, and it's it's hard to leave the Strip. It is. There's so much going on. But if you're, you know, if you want to try something different on a Saturday night or a Friday night when it's packed and that that light the the light display above you, and they've got that zip line that goes mm-hmm. over the entire Fremont Street. Done that. That's, that's pretty cool. You gonna do that? You and your son? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Come on. I might watch him and take video of him. All right, I don't know. All right. I don't know. I don't think we will. I don't know what we'll do. do. Going to play by ear, bet some horses, mm-hmm. drink some beers, blah, blah, blah. Let's get Jeff in here. He wants to start off the week, and he's welcome to do so. Hello, Jeff. What's on your mind? Hey, Ken. Um, this is for you. So let's talk a little horse racing. Okay. Um, I want to get your perspective. So here's the deal, and this is just my point of view. So, and for those of you who missed the it, the Derby winner, Medina Spirit, Medina or Medina, I don't even know. Uh, the Derby winner, Bob Baffert trained. Uh, he tested positive for a, um, a performance enhancing drug of some kind, and um, he now stands on the cusp of getting the Derby taken away and the purse redistributed to all the other horses. Does not affect. So, go ahead. So now, if you're the owner, yep. okay, of the of the winner, by, of the winner, yep, okay, you're you're Bob, yep. Right? In my opinion, just like as a a baseball player or a tennis player or whoever, 
at the highest level. You're at the peak of your sport. It's the biggest race in the world. Right. And we're an athlete. What you're doing to your body, you cannot tell me you do not know what you're putting into your body. No, you have no excuse not to. Right. So for that horse, or for you or to Bob, you exactly know what you're doing. You can't tell me, oh, I didn't know, or I didn't know this was on the sheet. That is unexcusable. It it, it is. And here's the worst part about it, Jeff. It's not the first time. In fact, it happens more uh, often than it should with Bob Baffert. He's had more positive tests. Here's a little known, well, it's not a secret, but the, do you guys remember the horse Justify who won the Triple Crown a couple of years ago? So his prep so. race, in order to get in, to get eligible for the Kentucky Derby, he had to run in the biggest race in California, the Santa Anita Derby. So the tests came back that he had a positive test, but the results of those tests did not come back in time. I don't know why. Uh, before the Kentucky Derby. He should not have been able to race in the Kentucky Derby. He gets into the Derby, he wins. Two weeks later, he wins the Preakness. Three weeks later, he wins the Belmont. He's a Triple Crown winner that shouldn't have had an opportunity because Bob Baffert was cheating and the test came back positive. Now, this this past Kentucky Derby, where Bob Baffert became the... Uh, the winningest trainer in the history of that race. He will be disqualified, the horse. Bob Baffert, it's time that he pays a significant penalty for all of these uh, bad tests that have come back. And He's got great lawyers. Um, he's good on TV. For whatever reason, there's a different set of rules for this guy. I mean, if, if, you were to ask, if you were to ask sports fans who hate horse racing, don't know anything, and if you put uh, like a, a lineup in front of them, pick the horse trainer out of here, you would recognize the guy with the white hair. You might not know his name, but you know that that's the horse trainer because he's the most famous in the world. Um, The the bad part about it, Jeff, not bad, uh, uh, where where a lot of people don't understand is, well, do do I get my money back on the the runner-up? That does not affect the paramutual payouts. You're not betting against Churchill Downs. You're not betting against the – you're betting against each other. So the payouts have already been made. There will be no refunds. There will be no uh, opportunities to cash tickets on the horse that finished second. But the horse that finished second will be bumped up and vice versa. Right. And, uh, you know, so just to wrap this up, you know, Ken, I'm glad we can talk horse racing for you. I'm sure this is making making your day so far. But just for (laughs) me, let me talk a quick little NBA talk because I know that moves the needle here. Uh, Steph Curry. If I bring it up, Steph Curry again, he's right there in the hunt. Not just to play the Lakers in the opening, you know, for the playoffs, but to win the, the scoring title. Um, what he's doing on that squad, and again, what he's doing yeah. in the new age of basketball, it's must-watch TV, guys. You guys got to yeah. stop watching a little baseball. <laughs> tune, uh, t- tune in for Steph Curry, and if they play the Lakers, oh my, that is that is must-watch TV. That is Jeff. We're not going to have a radio show much longer if we keep talking horse racing and NBA. We got to let you go. <laughs> Thanks for the call. The goal is to keep an audience. I appreciate your call. You called. I did watch some NBA last night. Watch the Suns. You said you were going to on our MediaCom show at the end. We'd say, "Boy, if you can only watch one event, what are you going to watch?" And that and it was enjoyable. AD was playing really, really well. Now, Mm -hmm. I didn't think he was going to play either. There had been kind of talk how long he's going to be out, how long LeBron dealing with that high ankle sprain. That's what the NBA don't they want Lakers Warriors though in that first play in game? Kidding me. So the winner gets the seven seed. Loser then gets an extra game on top. I mean, this is 
it's setting up almost perfectly. Yeah. And yeah, LeBron's going to complain because that's what all these guys did. When the Mavericks looked like they were destined for the mm-hmm. 7, 8, 9, 10 seeds, they were complaining about it. Luka Doncic was doing the same thing. That's the way it is. But the NBA could not draw this up any better. And right now... Wow, look at this. We're going to get Lakers-Warriors. Uh-huh. Winner goes on. Loser gets to play the winner of Memphis and San Antonio. If they were, that was, you know, the, hey, the season ended today. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good, Trent. Look, really I hear good. a lot of people that are downplaying this, that think it's, you know, it's everybody gets a prize, everybody gets a ribbon. No, that's not what it is. It, it's, it's, I think it's jump-starting your postseason mm-hmm. is what it is to me. I will... As Jeff said, you guys, it's time you start watching NBA, and he's right. Yes, this and is the this, time we do. Absolutely, but this will be a really good um, introduction to the NBA. Well, and how many times do the NBA playoffs start normally in April? And It's blowout city. Yeah, those first round, it's just it's hard to get into. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the conference semifinals, and maybe there's a series you get excited about. And maybe. by the time the conference finals come yeah. around, then you're good. Right. But this... I think this is going to elevate in a big it's way. A sudden death for the eight yes. nine or the nine ten rather, and you get those kind of games. Even last year in the bubble, and they had the games. The Memphis, who did they play? I, I was on vacation. I remember in Colorado at the time, but had that one on. It was just exciting. That one and done. It's the same thing that Major League Baseball's done with the mm-hmm. wild card round yep. and, and trying to take that game one sixty two, that day one sixty two we had a few years back with the Cardinals and Braves and everybody else, and trying to set it up for them. It's a great idea. This is what you're trying to do. You're trying to elevate your sport, get people excited about your sport. I think it's going to work beautifully. I do, too. I think those folks that have a, a bad taste in their mouth right now, I think that they'll be a little mea culpa once this happens. I, I think it's going to be great. I really do. All right, this is NFL uh, schedule unveiling week. Wednesday, we get the NFL schedule. This, the schedule maker in the league are in a really, really difficult spot for one reason only, and that's number 12 of the Green Bay Packers. I figured that's where you were going to go with this one. Prime time, how many times do you put the Packers? Did. How can you put the Packers? Now, you can flex out a Sunday night football. I'm pretty sure week 11 okay. is the first opportunity to flex out. So do you if you're going to um you know the, obviously the Packers are going to be prime time even if it's Packers Bears, mm-hmm. right? But you don't want Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers in a big spot on Sunday night football taking on whoever. Um and then on the other hand, do you, if if you're gambling that he's not going to be a part of it, what do you do Trying to put your thinking cap on and try to figure out where he's going because Denver doesn't sound like a primetime team, sadly, to me this year. A Thursday game and yeah. maybe one Sunday night. Just kind of like, well, or a Monday. Yeah, but it's Monday. not going to be four or five. Right, but. With Aaron Rodgers there. That's just it. What's the max? Let's double it. Right. <laughs> you, Rodgers, Mahomes. Don't you want to see that yeah. a couple of times? In pro- doesn't NBC want that? Doesn't ESPN want that? Of course they do. Well, with those divisional matchups, you can get a little bit more. I, I think even and early in the season, you, you put teams there. That- yeah, but it's Chargers-Raiders at this point. That's the matchup in the AFC West you want to showcase because those are the two young gun quarterbacks. It's tough to make the schedule this year. Prime time yeah. is what I'm talking yeah. about. Now they they can't push this back like they've done in the past no, because to, this has it, been it's it's already been pushed back right and this has been the lead up I mean the draft think of all the promos that uh-huh. they were doing for it and do you remember that Mahomes versus Rogers was the promo yes and it's no longer in the promo they have and they have to they have edited that out is there a chance that this deal like 
who is it? Schlereth said the deal is done with the Packers. Ah, uh, Mark Schlereth said it was done. Now Schefter came out. Was I don't think we talked about it on Friday. I don't know if he backpacked. He was on Dan Patrick's show. He said that that there wasn't one piece definitive piece of information that um, caused him to go forward on draft day. Mm-hmm. It was a, an accumulation, and he thought somebody else was going to break this story. Apparently, and said, "You know what? I'm going first. And based on all these little tentacles of this, he's going to break it, and he did. And obviously it reverberated the way it has and continues to reverberate. But, man, the NFL schedule, it's, it's, it's what do you do with the Packers? What do you do with the Broncos as far as prime time? And these, look, at the reason it really doesn't matter to us, we're going to watch anyway. Right. But it matters to NBC. Yes. <laughs> In a big, big ESPN. Way. Yes. They're getting better Monday night games. Their Monday night package last year was as good as it's been in a long Without time. Without a doubt. And does their flexibility start? I know they're getting it, Trent. That's a good I question. I think that's next year, isn't it? Um, I don't know is the answer. I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. It would be great if it was sooner rather than later, if it was this year for them. Uh, but I, I know the NFL Sunday night package starts. The ability to flex begins in week number 11. Uh, but until that point, and, and that's, that's a, week 11, by the way, is the week before Thanksgiving. So this is, you know, 11 doesn't seem oh, that yeah. far in, but week 12 is Thanksgiving this year. The, the reason for the delay is obviously, it, you know, they added a 17th game. It did so kind of late in the process, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this was yeah. <laughs> the schedule was probably already set uh, set to go to the printers. Do they still do that? I don't think they do. No, not very much. Probably not anymore. Right? There's an app for that, Ken. <laughs> Sent to hit publish, um, ready to go. But uh, then they had to come back. All right, we're ready to go. Have you read? Did you come up with a home run? Uh yeah. Let's uh, fire one up here. You go ahead. You let the people. Well, know. it's time for another thousand dollar home run. Go to KXNO and. Enter the keyword SUN, either one, S-U-N or S-O-N, at KXNO.com. That's your chance at $1,000, KXNO.com. SUN, our $1,000 home run. We'll get it in the 11 o'clock hours. It's loading up right now. And your home run call from Sunday in Baseball Mother's Day off a of pink bat coming at about 11.25. Boy, the Cubs had some drama at the end. Did you, were you watching? Did you have uh. So they were way down and they made, uh, it was like, I think it was 6-2, ninth inning. And all of a sudden they started a rally. 6-3, 6-4, 6-5. And out of the dugout comes a guy that in 2016 on Mother's Day, with that pink bat in his hand, deposited one in the left field seats, Javier Baez, oh. who had not played. Uh, he was out of the lineup on Saturday, out of the lineup on Sunday, pinch hitting the shortstop, Javier Baez. The drama's building. Eh, ground ball, second base, yeah. game over, drive home <laughs> safely. But at least they made it a little bit close in the end. We Kyle will- Hendricks. <laughs> Trent, the first inning, his, his ERA in the first inning of games this year is 20. So just get an opener for him. You know what? That's not crazy. You can start up in the second. Mm-hmm. That is weird. It is. Uh, their bullpen's been great. By the way, bull, uh, no hitter down here. Right? Yes. My no hitter with a whole bunch of pitchers. Four guys. At, uh, at Principal Park. Uh, over uh, yesterday, uh, they are gone now, right? Yeah, the homestand ended yesterday. The six gamer, they're gone until I believe the middle of next week. So no baseball at Principal Park. Only a couple of opportunities to see the Iowa Wild uh, this yeah. weekend. It wraps up for them. I uh, took a peek at the iCubs schedule, looking when the St. Paul Saints are going to be oh, there. Did you? And uh, looks like a couple opportunities that'll work out well to get to Principal Park and wear my Twins gear and uh, yeah, have some fun out of the ballpark.
Well, I'm wearing my Jets gear tonight at the yeah. uh, T-Mobile Center. You think you're going to get any guff from anybody? No, I doubt it. Well, but I, I don't know. But no, I don't. You going to get a little lippy? No, I, I'm just. I just can't wait to just get ensconced <laughs> in my son <laughs> in a little game in front of us. It'll be fun. Uh, we will come back with Scott Dockerman from the Athletic Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred three for life. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Still time to enter that keyword at KXNO.com. The keyword for the 10 o'clock hour, SUN, S-U-N, or S-O-N. We'll accept both. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to Scott Dockerman, shall we, as he joins the program. Doc, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. You know, I should have texted you and asked you this before. Did you happen to watch 60 Minutes yesterday? (laughs) No, I'm sorry I did it. Uh, uh, you bad. know, it was Mother's Day responsibility. I got gotcha. you. I couldn't have been happier to do so. Uh, so what did I miss? Well, I know you're a World War, uh, you're a war buff, and, and, as am I. And there was a, um, it was a two part segment on. They're called the Ritchie Boys, who were um, German Jews who escaped prior to the war and came to the United States, signed up to fight in the war for the U.S. I know, you know I, I'm ruining it. Watch it, <laughs> because I know okay. you're a war buff. And here's the crazy part about it, as I think that kind of, I fancy myself that I not nowhere near the knowledge a lot of people do. I'd never heard of these guys before. It is a remarkable story, an absolutely fascinating story that until um, I think it said the late '90s, because it was um, information that they didn't want to get up there, top secret, if you will. Uh, some of their uh, they they didn't want the uh, the methods that they used in the war uh, to go public, and all those years later, it did. It's phenomenal. It's it's amazing, Doc. You'll be glad you you'll be glad that I um, tipped you off. I'll put it that way. Okay. I'll I'll make sure to give you credit once I once I watch. It. You should, Doc. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. All right, let's move on. So was the picture of you and your mom up, by the way, having a cigarette and a butt ice. <laughs> what year was that from, Doc? Any idea? Uh, probably, uh, well, let's see, I would have been 21 in 1994, so it was probably okay. in 1993, yeah. <laughs> so it was probably a year before that, but, uh, when I was too young to drink, but yeah, my, my mom was awfully young, she was, uh, <laughs> she's only 18 years older than me, so yeah, we, uh, we had some fun memories back in the day. <laughs> oh, that's an awesome picture, glad you put it up there. All right, so let's get down to business, and you've been busy. Um, you know, since since practice finished up and, you know, we hit the air quote off season, the calm before the storm, if you will, prior to fall camp. Uh, so so as you've gone back and you've looked at the offense and you've looked at the defense at the athletic where you do such tremendous job, uh, what were maybe not some of the things that you wrote about uh, after it first happened, but as you've gone back and taken a deeper look, uh, some of the things that uh, that you made sure you put in both of those columns. Yeah, I, I went back. I looked at uh, each of the units and kind of graded them. And and after rewatching them, and I'll I'll give a tip of the cap to my friend Rob Howe for splitting up some some of those reps with the quarterbacks. But you know, I in the in the heat of the moment, I guess after the 
press conference when Kirk Ferentz talked about just how um, there's some closing going on at, at the quarterback position. And I think after watching that and watching it, you know, the week or two weeks prior, I do kind of think that it's more of a competition than I probably thought it was two weeks ago. I mean, two weeks ago or, or, or in midway through the, the practices, I kind of thought, okay, this is Spencer's gig and, and everybody's just kind of hanging out. And I actually think that this one, um, that Alex Padilla did enough to make us kind of go, well, you know what? He needs an opportunity because I think he played pretty well in that final practice. I think after going back and watching it and kind of evaluating it again, I, I think he's a guy that we got to keep our eyes on in August. With that, so we hear about Padilla, his ability to move. He's not obviously as big as Petrus, probably doesn't have the arm of Petrus, but his ability to move. You think back, everybody loves to go back to Brad Banks, but hmm. Drew Tate, he had some wiggle to him. Hmm. Ricky Stanzi could move around. C.J. Beathard before the hip injuries – he could move around. Some of Iowa's best teams, look, it's not Lamar Jackson, but a guy that had some movement. Spencer Petrus isn't that guy. What kind of element would the running ability for Padilla, if he does get that shot, would it add to this offense in your mind? I, I think it certainly gives him an opportunity to pick up a couple extra first downs and a game, and that's, that's something you cannot minimize. Now, you can also say, you know, Iowa's offense is predicated on a quarterback who can hit every throw, and a lot of the, the running offenses don't do that quite as much. But, uh, but uh, you know, so I'll say that, that it's a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, these some of these guys, they have to hit every pass, and, and, it, and like in the running offenses, they don't necessarily so, do so much. So I think when you look at, uh, you know, what Padilla does other than that, though, is he's incredibly accurate. And that's probably more important to me than what he could do running the football because he does get the ball placed in the right shoulder, the right hip, the, the correct location to enable players to run with the ball once they catch it. And I think that's really an important point right now um, because Petrus has bigger arm strength. He seems to know what to do, but sometimes the ball isn't placed as correctly as it is with Alex Padilla. Now, there are probably other factors that I'm either minimizing, forgetting, or don't know about. But I do think that that's something that has to be considered, especially when you look at what Iowa faces in the first two weeks. So, Doc, if there if there is a um, – Petrus doesn't light up Indiana. They go, they come to Ames. They get beat. Uh, whether they win week one or not, they, they do despite the quarterback play. Kent State is up next, followed by by uh, Colorado State, right? If I got it in the right order, yeah, I think I do. Um, mm-hmm. So, so w- w- would the, when would the change come? Because we've seen in the past, Doc, that they're slow to do that to get to that point. Um, and, and if it is maybe closer than than originally thought it was, would that be when we would see maybe? Um, the the first opportunity to to switch quarterbacks like we were told it's going to be an open competition and, you know going back to last year it was going to be an open competition in 2021 if 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 um you know Petrus isn't lighting it up when do we see the change I think that's probably a good point that you bring up I I brought it up myself a few times that yes let's say they go one and one but quarterback play is uninspiring and um, they lose in Ames. Uh, he's like 14 for 27 with one PD and two picks or something like that, where you're just going, you know, you, you don't, it's not going to, you're not going to win a championship. Then I think that that's the great point, which is, all right, now you can switch. 
you don't necessarily feel like you're going to hurt your opportunities against Kent State. Now, you don't want to minimize any opponent, but in that case, you feel like even a, a marginal quarterback situation still should win. And so you could kind of grow with them. But I don't think you really want to do that either if you don't have to, if, if say, Alex Padilla is the better candidate. Now, you know, Spencer Peters has played better. Uh, we'll give him that. I thought he looked better in the spring than he did in the fall. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to I, – and I certainly am a, a, you know, do this all the time, you know, that you, you nitpick in the moment and and then you kind of step back and, okay, you know, he, let this, he was part of a team that won six straight games, five of which were by double digits. He completed – he had nine touchdowns and five interceptions. Three of those interceptions were one half. And where I would say was the the worst called game of the year for for the offense. So you know you you do have those that rationale. He's still young. He still has all those other factors. But that said, what I saw in two open practices were that I thought that Alex Padilla probably was a slight bit better, and he was better in certain areas that I think should at least entertain the thought that you know let's extend this competition through the summer into the fall. You know, tie goes to the winner. Tie goes to the incumbent. But I do think that that Spencer or that uh, Alex Padilla has put himself in a position where hmm. I think he's capable of leading this team. Hmm. Over on the defense, uh, we jump over there, and back seven's going to be great. I, I just don't see any way that it's not going to be there. And intrigued what we saw at the defensive end position. I think, kid from right here, John Wagner, it feels like he is finally growing into that position and is going to be good. Van Volkenberg, he made plays a year ago. But inside, you put it as a C- minus in your grading scale, the defensive tackle position, injuries a part of that, and I know they're still sniffing around the transfer portal at defensive tackle. There was a kid from UAB they were targeting. His final three, though, I think it was Auburn, Ole Miss, and Purdue. He's not going to be there. Is that probably the one place they're looking the most for a grad transfer or a transfer in general, defensive tackle? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the area where to look because, you know, they have they have some guys there, some younger players, but then they also have some, you know, and they're they're talented, but they're just not experienced. And then they weren't there in the spring or very long, you know, and there were injuries. And, like, I think YA Black and Logan Jones are going to be outstanding players, but if they're not practicing in the spring, how are they going to improve to, to get to the fall? I mean, YA practiced like the first half of the spring. Uh, but, uh, you know, Noah Shannon, I think, is a solid guy, but, uh, you know, he's not a dominant player by any stretch. And, and so you, you're going to need a, a player or two. And I, that's why I think that, you know, getting a, a, a grad transfer in there, even if it's just a stopgap, that really kind of helps for one year a rotational guy, a Jack Heflin type, mm. just to kind of solidify the, the run defense. Because as you said, I really like this back seven. I think mm-hmm. uh, the linebacking core, the three primary starters right now, are, are as good as there is in the Big Ten. And, and the secondary is as veteran as there is in the country. Yep. So uh, I do like also the, the defensive ends. I, I, I just think, you know, when you got guys like Logan Lee, Logan Jones, White Black, Chris Reeves, you know, Jake Kurczynski just hit the transfer portal. You know, you have you're, you're having some holes there, and I'm not sure that one good camp in the fall is going to end that. Especially, again, you know, I, I think they got to keep their target on. Can we stop Brees Hall? Can we <laughs> right. stop, uh, you know, Wisconsin? And right now, I, my question is, 
you probably got the aptitude to get wore down late in the game with what you got. Yeah, excellent point. Doc, we know that the uh, basketball uh, transfer portal overfloweth. Uh, what what's what's left in football? And and it sounds like you know once spring football's over, we get a few more uh, guys that uh, enter their name in that. But I, it it can't be there can't be anywhere close to as many names in the football section of the portal are there are in the men's basketball. Correct? I haven't done any comparisons lately. Uh, basketball has been over the top uh, as we kind of expected it to be. I, I think that's going to be an annual thing where it's just going to be kind of like playing uh you know five card draw and you can get rid of three cards and i think you know the cards can get rid of themselves and that's kind of where we are with basketball football's not quite that way um there are people in there i expect there will be more now that uh fcs football is wrapping up and the championship games this week i think you're going to see um quite a few players at a lot of fcf schools decide to, to play up decide to you know hey i got an opportunity here i can kind of bet on myself to go to a, a FBS program and, and play for a, you know, a, a better program itself, but also, you know, become a, a more viable draft prospect. So I, I do think that's going to happen, but, um, and over the next week or two or three, you're going to see a lot of players, you know, we've already seen it in Iowa, a couple of players kind of see their place in the world. It's not working out. So they're going to move on. And I think you're going to see that throughout uh, college football, uh, probably through Memorial Day of the first week of June, especially when visits start to happen again. What have you got coming up this week at the Athletic? You know, I'm going to go a little bit more into some of the recruiting. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm writing about, uh, you know, Southeast Polk's Caden Crocker mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. tomorrow. I talked to him and his mom and talked to his coach and stuff and just uh, kind of lay out that <laughs> this kid's amazing. <laughs> he looks like Tristan Wirfs, but taller and he's only 15 years old. Um, and then, uh, you know, later on this week, I'm going to start catching up with some of the incoming players and kind of their, their prospects. So, uh, and then Tyler Goodson. <laughs> for probably early next week. So, you know, kind of hitting some of the feature stories that I've wanted to do with some of the recruits. Mm-hmm. And and uh, then uh, we've got some other topics heading into, you know, late May, early June, you know, kind of company-wide that we're going to investigate. Good stuff. Uh, do, do you have a mailbag that uh, you're seeking questions, or is that closed? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's running later this week. So if you want to, somebody wants to load up, I think I've had, geez, like 35 wow, good. weeks. So. So, uh, you know, I've had to pick and choose and try to combine, and it's a challenge, but it's a great challenge because uh, there have been so many questions, and I'm like, wow, I really haven't thought about that, or I'm glad you asked so I can expand on it. So, yeah, I have one of those. I think it's coming up Thursday or Friday this week that I'm writing it. Well, it is well worth the money, folks, if you're in a position to uh, subscribe to uh, one site that's a one-stop fits all. There's every one of your teams on there, all of the sports and uh, terrific sports journalists that are covering as uh, we just speak with one here every Monday and Scott Dockerman. Now, Doc, do not forget the boy- Richie boys. I'm telling you, it should be a movie. Someone should make this into a movie. It was fascinating. You'll be glad you watched it, Doc. Seriously. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, I hope they... They make it kind of like the movie on the Bielski family and uh, Belarus. Uh, we've had Daniel Craig and Lee Schreiber. That was that was phenomenal, too. Good stuff, Doc. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate yep, it. Good to talk to you, Scott Dockerman. All right, Bob Baffert has just um, spoken, the trainer of Medina mm-hmm. Spirit, the Kentucky Derby winner. This is the excuse. Not the needle, or yep. not, not the putting the illegal drug in the horse's feed. 
Baffert says, uh, now let me say this. The, the people that look after the horses, that clean the stalls, that walk them around, they're called grooms. Okay. That's what the, that's what the position, the, uh, the barn workers, they are called grooms. Baffert says one test issue was created by a groom urinating in the stall after the groom had been taking cough medicine. Horse ate some of that hay. Colin. And how does he know this? I mean, it's a hell of an excuse. Oh, the the, the groom. Nature took its course. Uh-huh. He couldn't get, uh, he, so he peed, in the, which I've done before many times. Guilty. Yeah. Everybody has, right? Pee in the barn. Pee in the barns. Yeah, absolutely. But then, uh, on top of that, the peer mm-hmm. had been taking cough medicine. Well, of course. And it comes out in his urine. Uh-huh. And instead of pee, and instead of relieving yourself, you know, on a patch of ground that doesn't have any straw right. on it, um, this is where the horse is going to eat. I'm going to go right here. I'm going to piss all over. That. I hate this horse. I'll show him. He's a thoroughbred. Unbelievable. Wouldn't it be That's diluted so much after going through your system and peeing it out? I really going to catch that, Doctor Baffert. Miller and Condon, back to wrap up hour number one. By the way, somebody asked me a really good question uh, on this as well. What if I haven't cashed my 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 Derby ticket mm-hmm. on Medina Spirit and he gets disqualified? You still win. Oh, really? You still go to the go to the window. It's you're not betting against Churchill Downs. You're betting against everybody else that's betting in the race. That's what Paramutual is. If the uh, the the track takes a cut and then all of the remaining goes in one pool, the win pool, the exacta pool, and then if there's a thousand dollars in winning tickets, um, everybody and that's how it's divided up. It's paramutual. It's not betting against the house. So if you were to get your if you were to say, well, why can't I get my money back? Well, then all those people that cash their tickets on Medina Spirit, do you trust them to go back? And eh, here's the money. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen. Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and today. Fourteen sixty KXNO, one hundred six point three FM. Eric Fisher is a Baltimore Colt, a former number one overall pick. Wasn't he an injury problem? He was injured ba- for the playoffs. Baltimore, uh, for, for, the, the overall pick. Baltimore Colt or Indianapolis? Baltimore Raven or Indianapolis? He's a Colt. He's a Colt. Okay. Yes, he's, he a, he's an Indianapolis Colt. Indianapolis Colt. Did okay. I say Baltimore? You did. Hmm. Yeah, that's you got Vegas on the mind. I, I see you over there. I hope that's what it is. Yes, I you hope got, that's what it is. Yes, it absolutely yeah. is. You're dreaming of that Stella over there every single time coming out of the tap. Yeah. Are you going to bet any futures while you're out there? Uh, I think I'm bet. I've 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 got so many on DraftKings. Yeah. I still want to bet the Braves. Well, there but a, it's not a good enough. It's not as um, I'm waiting for my price. Are the Dodgers at a price now that it makes well, you, sense? Do you have them in front information in front of you, Trent Condon? I can find it very quickly because that's even to win the NL. I think they were minus. They were minus at one point early in the season. I think like minus one hundred five mm-hmm. or one ten. Crazy. It's just. You can't bet that, right? No. It's not fun to bet that. No. Minus price in a future like that. But right now, team futures to win the World Series. Dodgers are still the favorite. Yeah. Plus 325. To win the National League, they're still plus 160. Uh, what, what, are the, what are the Bravos? To win the NL, they, they were are, six to one. They're eight to one now. So it's going up. And to win the World Series, 15 to one. Uh, I might take a, uh, yes, the answer is yes, I'm going to bet the Braves. Will you be able to bet the Broncos while you're out there? I hope, 
I wish I would have bet them when you bet them. It's uh, you get seven and a half. I tried to tell you your you team. You did. You did. I know. I had no idea this was coming to fruition. No, either. of course you didn't. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I will or not. I just probably um, not going to get a great price. No, I don't because of the uncertainty. Right. Right. I've got so many futures about against the Steelers. I got all those uh, MLB. I see. I love futures, but I hate them. You've got such a long time before you, you know. Hopefully, you get your get your winnings right. It's good in that respect that you don't have to keep firing game after game after game like my partner. But, it, boy, your money's tied up for a long, long time. I, I can't wait, though. I mean, it's going to be worth it when my Jets at 50-1. to 1. That's going to be a big one. And they're going to get swept. I have no shot. Boy, they stink. Uh, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com on baseball. Vinny Iyer on the NFL. One more hour to go, 1460-106.3 FM.